salutations, friends, and welcome to another episode of Nerddom, 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 and Knowledge. 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 First pick for podcast. Last picked in dodgeball. I'm James. And I am Jerry. And here today, we're going to be talking about vampires. All kinds of stuff about vampires. Fun facts. Not so fun facts. Myths and legends. Other chicanery. All kinds of fun stuff. And there's other stuff we're going to be talking to you about, too. we got a big announcement. Well, we're going to get to that in just a minute. Yeah, that's going to come later. Yeah. Because right now, we got to say a little special thank you to some people. First, we're going to start with our show's brand new sponsor, uh, which is Southern Defense Martial Arts based out of Rockingham, North Carolina. They teach Shorin Ryu Karate for self-defense and for getting in shape. If you're looking to get in shape for the new year or you just want to master the martial arts, give them a try. You can find them online at www.southernsportkarate or www.southerndefensemartialarts.com. And uh, you can check them out. They have online instructional DVDs, soon to be offering online classes. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Southern Defense Martial Arts. Uh, also, we've got to give a special, special thank you to a couple other people. Uh, let's start with uh, Kayla's Boutique, shall we? Yeah, we shall. Let's start with Kayla's Boutique on Facebook. Uh, this is owned and operated by my niece. Uh, she makes clothing and accessories for babies and toddlers. She also uh, works with other people crafters and creators to create clothing and accessories for babies and toddlers so if you're looking for something for a newborn or a small child please check out Kayla's Boutique on Facebook and remember that is Kayla's Boutique where the selection is unique that rhymes and we can't forget our good friends over at Joy-Con Gamers. No, can, we can't. You can find them on Facebook, Joy-Con Gamers. You can find them on Twitter, Joy-Con Gamers. You can even go to their website, JoyConGamers.com. And when you go there, you are going to find news for gamers by gamers. And who do you want to get your gamer news from? A toddler? No, you definitely don't want to get it from a vampire. They haven't played games in years. And not vampires. Definitely not vampires. No. I mean, they might go to midnight releases to like you know pick up food, but they're not buying the latest video games. I don't know. I, I would think there would be some vampires who would be sitting there playing Call of Duty. They'd suck at it, but then they'd get mad, find the person's home address, hunt them down, and they'd be their next meal. Or they'd probably just use their, you know, abilities of hypnosis, speak to the microphone, make them lay down their weapons, and just go through and kill everybody. They'd be like, number one on the Call of Duty board for forever. Like, who is this Nosferatu guy? He's really good. <laughs> but we'll cover Nosferatu in a minute, folks. But, Jerry, isn't there somebody else we have to say thank you to? There's somebody we're forgetting. He's, uh... I know he's on Twitch. He's on Twitch. He's on YouTube. He's on YouTube. He's and on TikTok. He's on TikTok, too. What's his name? Uh, God, I, I finally have a day where I can think clearly. Well, why don't you harp on it? Uh, let, let's harp on it for a minute. Yeah, let's... let's uh, wait a minute. No. That's it. Final harps. Final harps. Final guy, harps. Yeah, we love that guy. Ah. <sighs> But, folks, uh, you can find him on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Final Harps. Yep. You can find him on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Final Harps. Indeedly doodly. And you can find him on the TikTok at Final Harps. He said the TikTok like an old person. <laughs> but if you check out his Twitch stream, he actually not only does game videos, but he also does a wonderful talk show that is called The Final Hour. We're not going to stop doing it, folks. Never. In a billion years. <laughs> the sun will be a dark, dead stone by the time we stop doing that. Well, technically, we'll be dead, too. But in the afterlife, I'll still be hitting that button on the soundboard. <laughs> and the devil will be like, damn it, knock it off. Because, <laughs> I mean, I have no qualms. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm driving the bus. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. 
Yes, but please go check out Final Heart Seed. He's amazing. Uh, does some great content. And if you're interested in starting your own stream or getting big into social media, he's the guy to check out. He's got a lot of great stuff to help you out there. Absolutely. A lot of instructional videos on trending, starting a podcast, starting a Twitch stream, the, all of that stuff. You want to learn? Go talk to Final Heart. from the master. He is a final hops. <laughs> but speaking of social media, we will be remiss if we didn't pay special homage to a good friend of ours, our social media czar. I started doing the Hulk flex. <laughs> he did, folks. He did. Hulk smash. You, you didn't see it, but he did. You could probably feel the table vibrating. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, but uh, Matthew, our social media director, our social media czar, is killing it right now in the meme game. Absolutely. I can't thank him enough for keeping our um, Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook active. Yes. uh, Doing a fantastic job. We appreciate you, sir, very, very much. We do indeed. But speaking of our social media, you can find us on Facebook at Nerdum and Knowledge Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Nerdum K. You can check us out on Instagram at Nerdum and Knowledge, where we have memes and posts and things. Oh, my. You can also check out our store at teespring.com slash store slash Nerdum and Knowledge, where we have a lot of great T-shirts and other items available for purchase. Insert gratuitous merch plug here. Yes. Shameless plug. <laughs> Got it. He's a little McFoley would do that, like the shameless plug. It's great to be back in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And everybody, ah, cheap pop. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's, all right, completely off topic now. Uh, where was I? Social media. Yeah, social media. So uh, you can also reach us now. Um, truth be told, there was a bit of a hiccup with our webpage and with our email. Uh, I am in the process of getting that worked out. Um, it turns out that the uh, method of payment we put on file for that card was no longer. It was my old, 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 old card, and didn't realize. Uh, so we've updated that information, but in the meantime, uh, our website host has suspended our account, but it is coming back, so stay tuned. So for the next probably couple of weeks or so, if you've got emails you've got to send, there's only one email address you're going to be able to send those to, and that is nerdomandknowledge at gmail.com. That's N-E-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E dot C-O-M. Yeah. At, at gmail.com. That's yes. G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. So uh, just like you have that, like, you know, 88,000 days since your last accident, we had to scrub that board down. Last week I goofed. Yeah. So we're putting the one back on the board. We're starting the new streak. <laughs> just like that Brian McKnight song, we'll start back at one. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. That was my poor stuttering it, stammer. It was, it was going to happen eventually. Yeah. I, I knew that in my heart, but my heart didn't want to believe it. You can't you can't spell that fast and expect not to stutter or stammer every once in a blue moon. I mean, you, you just can't. You, you did it well over a hundred times without fail, though. So. Well, I mean, you know, but eventually, yeah, eventually, old age is going to catch up to you, my friend. Yep. What were we talking about? Oh, no. I don't remember. Anyways. (laughs) Uh, But uh, if you'd like to support the podcast in a slightly different way, you can check us out on Patreon. James, take it away. Absolutely. Uh, You can go to patreon.com, their website, or you can go to your Google Play Store or your iTunes Store and download the Patreon app. Download. Download. How about that? Download. You're Canadian? I had no idea. What's this all about, eh? I don't know, eh? (laughs) You can download it, though. 
uh, to our Canadian friends, I'm sorry. Yeah, we apologize. <laughs> uh, we know our Canadian accent is terrible, and it's a terrible impersonation, but it's fun. We yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, seriously, um, you, if you download the app or you go to the website, just search for Nerdum and Knowledge Podcast. You'll find us. Yeah, we're there. Uh, we have two videos now. We do, yeah. And um, folks, uh, again, we keep saying this. We, we've, we're doing everything we can. Gifts will be coming for donors. They will. But if you wish to gift us, if you wish to donate to help us out, we're not asking. We're not begging. If Just like a singer in a bar, if you like what you hear, throw a tip in the jar. Yep, that's it. That's all we're asking for. Yep. Play us a song. You're the piano man. Except we don't know how to play piano. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, so fun stuff, but yeah. Yeah. That's it for social media. So oh, no, no, no. Now it's time for no, no. the announcement. No, no. Oh, that's right. Twitch.tv slash NerdumK. Yes, you almost forgot. I always forget because we, we have yet to do our second stream yet, but we will soon. We will soon. As a matter of fact, that may be where we do the uh, something we're about to announce. Yes, which we're going to announce right, right after about, the commercial break. Yep. So pardon us while we lean gingerly away from the microphones, and we'll be right back. Yeah. Hey, folks, it's James. And Jerry. From the Nerd Demand Knowledge Podcast, and we're here to talk to you about IT Services and Networking, LLC. If you need a fresh install or just some upgrades to your existing network, owner-operator Will Clark has got you covered. That's right. You can find them on the web at www.itservicesandnetworking.com or you can reach them by phone at area code 910-461-7145. You won't find a better company to handle your IT needs. No, you won't. And we're back. That was very smooth. It was. It was like butter on Jason Momoa. Oh, damn it, Jerry. Damn it. Stop it. Daddy's getting hungry. <laughs> it's times like this, I just wonder what I did with my life, folks. I really just, I don't know. You hit the fucking jackpot, my friend. <laughs> But now it's time for everybody's second favorite part of the show. The Nerd Nest. So, Jerry. Yeah. I know, the flourish. Yeah, it's fantastic. But Jerry, we don't have a keyword this week. We do not. We don't have a prize this week. Do you know why, folks? I know why. Do you know why? I know why. Do they know why? I don't think they know some why. Of them some, might, of them some of them do. May, some, some of them definitely them do. But, folks. We did it. We are pleased to announce we have reached our goal. We have 150 downloads yes. on one episode. 164 to be exact. Exactly. Yeah. Our very first episode, we hit 164 downloads. So that triggers the giveaway. It does indeed. So instead of adding an item, instead of giving you a keyword, two things we want to let you know. Number one. Any emails you need to catch up on, they need to go to nerddemandknowledge at, at gmail.com. And they need to be sent in no later, later than, than midnight, July 3rd. Right. So, effectively, 12 a.m. on July 4th. Yes. And on the I'm, morning of July 4th. And we, I'm, I'm sorry, we have to press this issue for the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The sanctity of the contest. If your email comes in at 1.04 a.m., we're not going to be able to count it. Uh, unfortunately, we can't, folks, because you got to understand, we're going to go live Sunday. Me and Jerry have, both have jobs. By yeah. the way, update, I have gotten a job. I start tomorrow. Excellent. Thank you. But uh, what you have to understand, folks, is on top of work, we're going to be writing next week's episode. Uh-huh. Actually, the majority of that will be done by Jerry because 
Uh, unfortunately, I also have various other things that I have to attend to in my household. We won't get into that. That's a topic for another day. But on top of that, we've got to go through these emails. Uh-huh. We're talking a year of emails. Uh-huh. To verify each and every keyword. Then we've got to take each one of those people who entered a keyword for that episode and throw their name into a virtual bucket or actual bucket. We're really not sure how we're going to work it yet for every correct entry they have. Right. Now, so you're talking about. Some know, people are going to have 52, 53 entries. Some people are only going to have 20. Some people are going to have 10, 5, 30, 38, yeah. 41, what have you. So you, you think about, you know, 40 to 50 people who have entered the contest and who have entered at least 20, 25 entries. And we've got to do that for each one of them. So we're talking thousands of data entries that right. we've got to get done. And me and Jerry are both working on this. So you'll have to bear with us and give us time mm-hmm. to, first of all, get it counted up and do the giveaway. But we can't give you that much time. No. Because we have some bombshells to drop on you next week. mushroom cloud oh no (laughs) but yeah folks so get your emails in get your emails with your keywords in nerddemonknowledge at gmail.com very important folks yes this is over a sixteen hundred dollar value box tote it wouldn't fit in a box if you've seen the video you know that right it barely fits in the tote okay we're being honest here. yeah But you're getting over $400 worth of gift cards, Uh and you are getting over $1,200. You are getting almost $1,200 worth of merch. Yeah. So, folks, you got to understand. And some of these things are one-of-a-kind items. Right. When we say one-of-a-kind, they're not like, you know, the only one in existence, but they are limited-run edition. Uh, They are very hard to come by. Right. So you will be one of a handful of people who owns this item. Absolutely. So, folks, just get those emails in. Yes. And, and most importantly, thank you guys. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Uh, we, we wouldn't be doing this segment right now were it not for you. We would yeah. not be getting ready to have a pretty big giveaway for a new podcast. Yeah, it's the, probably the biggest one I'm willing to bet for any podcast at our, like, you know, fan base level. Right. I'm pretty sure nobody has ever given anything away this big. Yeah. So, um but we're doing it. We do it for you. Having said that, um, we do want to reiterate, okay, that uh, we do this for you guys, okay. Uh, we get nothing out of this. None of these items were, well, not uh, well. A few of them were provided to us as part of, you know, incentives and everything for the nerdness. But everything else that's in that box came from the two of us. We right. put it in there. Because we want to give something back to our fans. That's right. what this is for. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, and you have yet to enter this contest, this is your wake-up call. Grab your email. Go back. Take a lazy afternoon. Listen to the podcast. Go find those keywords. If you can't get them all in, fine. You know, just get as many as you can in. Because we did this for you. James and I cannot tell you... Um, and we're going to be frank here. Uh, it, it has upset us at times. The number of listeners that we have versus the number of people who have entered the contest. Now, I don't know what's stopping you. It's free. Um, it's an email. And honestly, it's not like you're typing out like a paragraph or a whole page or giving us a dissertation. Yeah. It's to nerdmanknowledge at gmail.com or the old email address, which I'm not going to repeat. Yeah. 
uh, and you're just sending us, you know, episode number or episode name or even describing the episode. That time you guys talked about werewolves, mummies, what yeah. have you. Whatever the case may be. <coughs> and, and, you then the body the, in. and then the body of it is just the keyword. And then you send. You can do that all in one email. Um, I don't know if it's you're one of those people that feels like, well, I never win anything, so I'm not going to enter. Okay, fair enough. If you don't but, try... You you're not going to win, that, but um, you know if that's don't let me tell you what to do. Yeah, if you're one of those people that's like, well, you know, I, I live so and so, and I don't want them to have to pay so much money for shipping. We don't care. We'll we, ship it wherever. We, we don't. We we've don't. got people from the UK. We've got people from Canada. We've got people from Germany. <coughs> Absolutely. According to our demographics, we even have one guy who listens in Afghanistan. I don't know if he's just using a VPN and hiding his ID or whatever, but hey. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. And if you enter, sir, we'll ship it to you. Yeah, absolutely. It may cost us an arm and a leg, but, you know, we'll, we we'll, agreed to do this when and, we set out. And absolutely. we are men of our word. Uh, and we do have sponsors that do provide a small amount of support to us. They do. And our, uh, f- you know, Patreon folks and po- folks who have made donations that way have helped purchase items as well. Um, but the overwhelming majority of the stuff came from us from the bottom of our hearts to go out to you guys as a thank you for listening. So, for the very final time, in reference to this particular nerd nest, James and I say unto you, enter, enter the, damn the damn contest. contest. Please. And now, and now we're done. All right. And, folks, that has been our nerd nest segment. Yes, but now <laughs> it's time for everybody's favorite, favorite part, part of the show. Fun facts, fun facts, super-duper fun facts, because these facts are fun. Yay! I harmonize with myself again, because I can do that. <laughs> so, like we said earlier, we are here to talk to you about vampires, vampiric stuff, all kinds of fun things. And so, as always, it would not be a proper nerd knowledge episode if we didn't bring you some vampire fun facts. Absolutely. You mind if I take the first one, Jerry? Go right ahead, sir. The Muppet Vampire from Sesame Street, Count Von Count. Yep, that's his name. Is based on actual vampire myth. One way, the myth goes that one way to deter a vampire is to throw mustard seeds or a fishing net outside your window. The vampire is compelled to count the seeds or the holes and will do so until the sun rises. Now, if if that sounds a bit familiar, that also kind of sounds very similar to the leprechaun myth, that if you throw shoes at a leprechaun, the leprechaun is forced to polish them. Yep. They're compelled to clean the shoes. Oh, these shoes are dirty. Ah! Yeah, and then the one thing I was figuring out when I was looking at that is like, how the hell would he count mustard seeds until the sun came up? But then you remember the count always goes, one, ah, ah, ah. Uh, it would take How them all many night. mustard <laughs> seeds are on the ground? One, two, three. Yeah, then it's four hours later. Ah, the sun! <laughs> I was almost done. <laughs> ah, 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 uh. So yeah, you figure that that actually makes sense. <laughs> that would happen. <sighs> so uh, dolmens are prehistoric monuments placed over graves in Northwest Europe giant prehistoric stone monuments. Scientists speculate that they were placed there to keep the dead from rising from their grave. As a matter of fact, there there were there was another culture we covered in another episode that did that because they feared the dead rising. They most certainly did. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but Me neither. Yep. I'm glad you got this one, buddy. Go ahead. All right. Uh, hematodipsia. Close he- enough. 
hematodipsia is a medical condition which results in a sexual thirst for blood. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, uh, that is actually a mental condition. That is a, a, a form of psychosis mm-hmm. is what that one is. Yep. Now, there is also uh, hemerolopia. Now, this is a condition which renders people blind in direct sunlight. Both of these conditions have been attributed to the development of the vampire myth. Sorry. Uh, But, uh, yeah, folks, uh, there actually is also a medical condition, which is a type of iron deficiency. Mm -hmm. Anemia. Anemia. uh, There's a specific form of anemia Mm -hmm. where people actually do drink blood. In order to get their iron count up. In order to get their iron count up. And then there's also another medical condition referred to as porphyria, mm-hmm. which is a basically like an allergic reaction to sunlight. Mm-hmm. So if you had all four of those conditions at one time, people probably thought you were a vampire. Probably. Probably. And, you know, this is back in the day when medicine and science and, like, logistical deduction didn't exist. So there was no, oh, well, he's obviously pale because his iron is deficient, so he drinks the blood to make his iron count go up. It's No, he's pale because he was dead, and now he drinks the blood of the living in order to sustain his everlasting life. Because that <laughs> made more sense, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Okay, so scholars argue over the source of the word vampire saying it stems from either the Turkish or Hungarian word for witch, which is upir, or from the Greek word for plague carrier, which is nosophoros, which, of course, where we get the word nosferatu. nosferatu. But we'll get to that in a moment. Indeed, we will. Uh, absolutely. Um, a lot of speculation on where a vampire comes from. As a matter of fact, uh, in uh, Turkish, you would actually... The first spellings of the word vampire were not spelled I-R-E, but Y-R. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is your uh, Turkish influence on the word. Yes. But, of course, you know, us Anglo-Saxons, we're like V-A-M-P-Y-R. No, I feel like that should be I-R-E. Yeah. V- and we Y-R. made it that way. And, and, we, and we made it that way. Because, because America. America. That's what we do. We take other people's shit and we make it our own. America. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, some of the sillier methods for dealing with the undead include bells, a rooster's crow, peppermint, and burying the dead face down so that they would dig in the wrong direction and be lost in the earth forever. <laughs> that might be my favorite thing out of all time. Jerry. How dumb do you have to be? Surely I should have hit the earth ground by now. (laughs) Why have I not reached the surface? Something is terribly wrong here. (laughs) Now, I get get zombies. I get if you're thinking it's going to be a zombie burying him face down. That kind of makes a kind of sense. A little bit, yeah. Maybe. But vampires, I mean, you honestly think somebody who's come back to life that actually has intelligence is going to dig for more than 10 minutes and be like, no, I need to go the other way. Well, maybe they're really really dumb maybe yeah like this guy was an idiot in real life just bear him face down it'll be fine we won't have to worry about him ever again <laughs> oh god and then they dig completely through the earth after years of digging come out the other side and they're like this is not where I'm from what is going oh, on here oh wait a minute now they'd hit the center of the earth and they'd burst into flame eh they, gravity would probably carry them around I would think I don't think he would go through the core I don't think they could dig through the core. They'd have to continue to dig through the earth. They'd come out somewhere eventually, I would think. No, that's possible. But anyways, moving right along. So, uh, (laughs) in folklore vampires, 
can become vampires not only through a bite. Oh, boy, here we go. But also, if they were once a werewolf, practiced sorcery, were excommunicated, committed suicide, were an illegitimate child of parents who were illegitimate themselves, or were stillborn or died before baptism. In addition, anyone who was eaten the flesh of a sheep killed by a wolf was a seventh son, was the child of a pregnant woman who was looked upon by a vampire, was a nun who stepped over an unburied body, had teeth when they were born, or had a cat jump on their corpse before being buried. All could become vampires, according to myth. Let's let that sink in for a moment, shall we, good listener? Yeah, just a couple. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard such ridiculous shit in your life? I think my favorite one is the illegitimate child of parents who Who themselves were illegitimate. (laughs) (sighs) Those are some very specific conditions. Grandma so and what grandpa. If you were- okay, so grandma and grandpa on mom's side and on dad's side did the wild thing before they got married. Yep. Then their kids, one son and one the other set's daughter, decided to do the wild thing before they got married. Yes. And because of these three acts, you're a vampire. You have no say so. You're just a fucking vampire. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so what if you were the seventh son of an illegitimate parents who had illegitimate parents would that make you like a super vampire oh god I, I, <laughs> super loose that might be what you are Probably, i mean i'm yeah. just saying yeah vagina it's not a clown car <laughs> no i'm just saying that many generations of looseness i yeah i think you've got a genetic predisposition to be a man ho or a hoe yeah you I'm just a saying hoe. Faux show. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> don't let We're me not hide your blood shaming. We're don't, not doing that. Don't hide your light. Don't let me hide your light under a bushel basket. Never. All right, James. This last one's for you, buddy. Have fun. <laughs> In certain regions of the Balkans, that's B A L K A N S, the Balkan Islands, like Balkan Islands, Balkan Mountains, the Balkan Peninsula, the right. Balkans, yeah. the Balkans. People believe that pumpkins and watermelons, if left out for longer than ten days, or not eaten by Christmas would become vampires. Yeah. But they weren't scared of them because they didn't have teeth. So take a moment, if you will, close your eyes, picture your pumpkin, your Halloween pumpkin on your front porch as you walk by it and it slowly opens its pumpkin eyes and turns beady glowing red orbs upon you, then opens its mouth to bite you with its gummy pumpkin fleshy mouth. <laughs> Has there ever been anything more horrifically adorable that you've ever heard in your entire life? You would almost have to look down and go, "Oh, cute little vampire pumpkin here, nom nom on my hand, nom 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 nom." This is funny, sweetheart. Come here, nom 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 nom. Kids, get over here. This feels weird. Come here. Then the watermelons are rolling up behind you too, like blah blah blah. He did the thing. <laughs> I don't say blah, blah, blah. All I just say, I don't say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Kids, look, there's watermelons for you to play with. Go ahead. Yeah, and see, the thing is, like, I, I know that this is from a simpler time when superstition and myth were big. But where, who, how did, the, I, I don't understand this one. I don't. How did anybody like, oh, that pumpkin was a vampire. It bit me, but then I smashed it. That's why you can't tell it's a vampire anymore. Well, then why don't you have teeth marks? Because it... Oh, they don't have teeth. They don't have teeth. Then why were you afraid of it biting you? My mom, you know, wasn't, but... Just thought you should know. 
Just thought you should know. Now, I get where some superstitions come from, like step on a crack, break your mother's back. That comes from where that specific scenario happened where, just as a gentleman was stepping on his crack, his mother, all of a sudden, her back went out, and it turns out her back was broken. Yep. I mean, superstitions come from coincidences. Yeah, like don't walk under an open ladder because, you know, something falls off of it, hits you in the head. That kind of thing happens all the time. Um, You know, black cat crossing your path, like an omen omen of death, that kind of thing. Right. These things happen because it has, the situation, the scenario has occurred enough to where old world looking at that would go, that's a thing. That is a thing. That's a thing. So some of them we get, but... But um, vampire fruit? I don't get it. Vampire fruit. and, and, And for it to become a superstition, how many people had to claim this happened? And who's eating watermelon at Christmas? I mean, come on. That's obviously a summer fruit. <laughs> oh, oh, you crazy old worlders, I tell you. Yeah, you people are something else. But weren't those facts fun, folks? <laughs> they were. They were actually really fun today. Yeah, they were fun. <laughs> and facts. And facts. But right now, we're going to take our last commercial break before we get to big stuff. So we will be right back in just a moment. Yeah. Hey, guys, it's Jerry with my good buddy James here to talk to you about our friends at CBD Essentials. Indeed, Jerry. Our friends at CBD Essentials have graciously agreed to offer our listeners a special discount. Use the promo code NAK15 at checkout to receive 15% off of your total purchase price. And CBD Essentials offers a wide variety of products like gummies, creams, tinctures, oils, even pet treats for your furry friends with joint pain or anxiety issues. Best of all, they offer free shipping on orders over $100 and will ship directly to your door. So give them a try. You won't be disappointed. Find them on the web at CBDEssentialsUSA.com. And don't forget to use promo code NAK15 at checkout for that 15% savings. And we're back. There we go. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the main event. Ding, 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 ding. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nerdom and Knowledge proudly presents to you, this show is going to suck. Ha! Ah, I actually have that. Hang on. There we go. Yeah, get it? Because vampires, vampires suck. The show is sucking. It's about vampires. We're working really hard on this, folks. Like, you got to give it up. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Oh, thank you. But all, all the credit all the credit goes to my partner, Jerry, over here. He comes up with the vast majority of these. That's yeah, fantastic. Oh, that's good stuff. I live for these. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, like we said before, we're here to talk about vampires. Now, obviously, you all know what a vampire is. We're not going to bore you with the minutiae. Okay? That's not what we're here for. What we're here to talk about is just we'll give you a basic overview of vampires, and then we're going to talk about what you really care about, which are vampires and pop culture. That's what we're here for. Right. So... To begin, uh, first of all, uh, briefly, real briefly. Super brief. Just in case you happen to have been living under a rock most of your life and don't know what a vampire is. That is a possibility. If it is, welcome to the 21st century. We have Wi-Fi. Uh, we, we, we're glad you woke up from your coma. Yes. Which was extraordinarily long. Incredibly long. <laughs> I'm surprised you're still alive. But congratulations. Congratulations. You're a miracle. So, uh, vampires are creatures that were once dead and now roam the earth looking for sources of blood. Yeah, that's it. There Uh, you go. Yeah. Originally depicted as ruddy, bloated, misshapen creatures, they have evolved over the years into pale, gaunt, 
apex predator that they are seen as today. Yeah. Uh, powers have included immortality, telepathy, mind control, hypnot- hypnotic gaze, shape shifting into animal mist, flight, durability, regeneration. The list goes on and on and on. We can go for days on that. Yeah, we really could. Uh, vulnerabilities include running water, garlic, silver, crosses, mirrors, holy water, fire, staking, and more recently, sunlight. Yes, actually, in the original version of the vampire myth, vampires were not uh, adverse to sunlight. They could go out during the day. It wasn't a problem. was not an issue. So, there you go. That's vampires. That's what vampires are. Pretty any, much. Any questions? We'll wait. No, we're good? Okay, moving on. All right. Now, uh, just a little quick blurb. Most civilizations since about the time of Vlad Tepish have some sort of myth lore about vampires. The Chinese have them. Yep. There's vampires. There's aboriginal vampire myth lore. There are. They're the Those ones that are more popular and prevalent from Eastern Europe. Those are the ones that we're right. most familiar with. Uh, now, uh, Native American. Native Americans. As vampire myth. Right. Uh, now, in Australia, in the aboriginal area, most of their myths tend to surround wolves, i.e. werewolves. Yep. Uh, but there are some rare stories about vampires. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, go up to the Norselands. There are Norse pagan legends and myths about vampires. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're they're from they're, the the legend has spread. It's everywhere. Every culture claims to have them somewhere. Right. And somehow. so you, what what you have to keep in mind is that the modern concept of what we view as vampirism um, or the vampiric condition, however you want to talk about it was based off of observations of other conditions that people had that lent themselves towards um, a, a more curious slant. Like, people who, uh, you know, were very pale and required blood, uh, those people would be seen as odd back in the day because there was no scientific explanation as to why they needed it. Right. Um, you know, so you see somebody's very pale, they're craving blood because, you know, everybody knows that uh, like your body can send chemical signals to your brain saying like I need water so you crave water or we need vitamin C so you get a craving for fruit you know it's a chemical mm-hmm. trigger so their body's saying I need iron so blood is a very good source of iron so the body's like we need to drink that and you, you don't think about well I guess why not can't hurt anything right and so you know you drink the blood and so now you're a vampire because people don't understand why you did what you did. Right. So these conditions weren't necessarily, um, you know, confined to a single area. They right. were widespread. So that's why you find these myths in all of the kinds of cultures. And then, of course, uh, we don't like to talk about this very much, but, you know, when your Anglo-Saxon hordes would invade North Africa and, you know, you know, conquer there or, you know, sweep across Eastern Europe or into Asia and that kind of thing. And of course, they took their myths and their legends with them, and then they kind of meshed into other societies, and then all that stuff came up, and then there you go. Actually, fun fact. Actually, Africa has no myths or legends about vampires. Yeah, I, I, I have a theory. I have a theory on this. What's that? Um, you know, vampires can't deal with holy water, right? You are correct. They bless the rains down in Africa. You know, I saw that coming, and I still love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, folks. Come Come on, on, folks. You got to give it up. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. But so now, vampires in pop culture. And who else are we going to start with? You got to start with the granddaddy of them all. Basically, the father of the modern vampire lore. Yes. Dracula. 
Vlad Tepish. Yes, or more colloquially known as uh, Vlad the Impaler. Uh, yep. Because he enjoyed impaling his enemies on stakes, giant wooden stakes. Now, Which is kind of funny when you think about stakes are kind of the antithesis of the vampire. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but the funny thing is, if you actually go to Transylvania and the Romanian area where Vlad Tepish was a baron, mm-hmm. uh, he is reviewed as a hero. He really is. The Turkish Ottoman Empire attempted to invade Transylvania and the Romanian area. They failed. Do you know why? Because, because Vlad, Vlad Tepish, Tepish is a cold-blooded motherfucker. <laughs> well, first of all, Vlad Tepish was a genius military strategist, he was. by all counts. And secondly, <clears throat> yes, in order to scare the Turks and Ottomans off, he would impale living captives, soldiers mm-hmm. that had thrown Prisoners their swords down, war. we surrender. Yeah. He would say, okay, you surrender, great. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to shove this stick up your ass, then we're going to put it up on the ground, and we're going to let this stick slowly go through your body because of gravity. Yeah, it's fun. It is science great. Yeah, and the funny thing is, these people would not die instantly. It would take them a while. I don't know if that's the funny thing. That's probably the terrible thing. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's funny because they've surrendered thinking they're going to get fair treatment. Bait and switch. That's, that's still not funny, though. Like, I don't... <laughs> Jamie, do you not know what funny means? Like, I'm concerned for you. Okay, <laughs> funny as in weird, there not funny as in comical. Yes. There is no funny ha-ha to that. Yeah, the horrible thing is they slowly died on sticks. That's what happened. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, but, but you think about, like, you're a conquering army. You're riding up to, to, like, kill this guy. You send in your advanced forces, and you're like, well, sir, we haven't heard back from him. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Let's and then all of a sudden you ride on. up, and all of a sudden Bob is sitting there flailing his arms, what little what little bit of strength he has left, and he has a stick coming out of his mouth because he's about to die. Yeah. and That would be enough to make you run, I would think. I'm, uh, you know what? Uh, I've actually got a thing. Uh, we're going to go. <laughs> Everybody come on. Let's pack it back up. We're going to head home. Uh, what do we tell him about Bob? We couldn't find him. Who's Bob? Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there is no Bob. Remember that. <laughs> Pretty so, much. But, of course, um, I believe it was... It wasn't originally Bram Stoker who cooked up the idea of Dracula, but he's the one who grabbed a hold of the myth. He created the book based on the idea of Vlad Tepish. Right. And referred to him as Dracula, created the book, and then from then, the rest is history. Uh, but actually, Dracula was, a, well, a version of the word Dracula was given as a title to Vlad Tepes. Yes, Count Dracul, son of the dragon. Right. Yes. So, yeah. Another little fun fact. We like to pepper those in every once in a while. Yeah, it's like seasoning on your steak. Yeah. Just a little salt, a little pepper, a little fun put it, fact. Put it everywhere, not just on one edge. No, put it a little yeah. bit of everywhere. You, you yeah. rub that shit in good. Yeah. Massage that meat. Make it feel good. Slap yeah. it every once in a while if you need to. Oh, you a bad steak? Yeah, you are. Wait, harder, Daddy, harder. <laughs> <laughs> My safe word is pineapple. Anyway, so we're going to move on from Dracula uh, to Vampirella. A lot of folks are familiar with Vampirella. If you're not, um, reach over to your phone, Google Vampirella, and there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's actually an alien vampire. She comes yep. from a planet called Draculon, uh, where, and this is a direct quote from the comic book, the blood flows like water. Um, and so on her planet, everybody drinks blood. Everybody has the characteristics of we, we determine to be a vampire. So, of course, when she comes to Earth and decides to fight crime, uh, wearing the skimpiest bathing suit known to man, um, she uses her vampiric powers to do so. And believe me, when we say skimpy, it does not leave much to the imagination. 
like, do me a favor. Uh, go to your closet right now. Uh, <coughs> grab a belt and two socks. Okay. In your hands, you hold more material than Vampirella wears in her comic book. That's about right. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah, that's about right. And I'm not even talking. They don't have to be big socks. They could be ankle socks. I don't care. It still works. It's it. The the math works both ways, folks. We've yeah, yeah. It does. <laughs> um, but very popular um, among like the cult scene uh, in the comic book world. Um, super popular character, and you know a really fun comic book to read. So yeah, if you absolutely. haven't heard of her, give her give her a look. You'll be you'll enjoy it. Next, we're going to move on to Lestat and Louis of Interview with a Vampire Fame. Now, these come from the books written by... Anne Rice. Anne Rice. Very popular name. A lot of you will know that name. Probably because of her uh, Lestat series. And it's called the Lestat series because he's the main character in most of the books. Yes. Uh, but most people will be more familiar with the movie Interview with a Vampire. Starring Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Uh, both very talented actors. Wonderful actors. Uh, and I don't think there was a bad person in that movie. Kirsten Dunst, Antonio Banderas, Christian Slater. Like, fantastic cast. Oh, yeah. Great cast. Great cast. Yeah. But the, the premise of Lestat and Louis is uh, Louis is played by Brad Pitt. Yes. Uh, he is a wealthy plantation owner. Uh, his wife and child die. He turns to a life of basically... Uh, hedonism. Hedonism, yeah. yeah. Basically turning his back on God, thinking he's going to die, blah, 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 blah. Drinking himself into an early grave. Yep. Whoring around, that kind of thing. Uh, gambling and getting into fights with people, not mm-hmm. caring if he's going to die. And then one night, a dark, mysterious stranger happens upon him. A la Enter Lestat. Yes, Tom played Cruise. by his absolute hammiest ham by Tom Cruise. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. So, of course, Lestat turns Louis into a vampire so that he can spend the rest of their immortal or unlife together, however you want to talk about it. Uh, later on, there's the whole situation with Claudia, uh, which is for another day because that's a whole other bag of worms open that oh yeah yeah but it, it's a fantastic book series uh, all of them uh, it's a wonderful movie uh, if you haven't checked it out I don't know why but if for whatever reason you haven't we highly recommend it go give it a look absolutely and moving from there we're going to go to another movie series based on vampires and that of course is Kate Beckinsale's Underworld series yes which is fantastic super great yeah, absolutely. Love this series of movies. Yeah, so like for as long as anyone, or at least I can remember, uh, the supernatural world has always been werewolves versus vampires. It's, it's yeah. always been that way. Uh, in the White Wolf role-playing games, werewolves versus vampires. Yep. Um, you know, and then here comes this movie, which is like, yeah, vampires and werewolves have been fighting an eternal war for centuries. You're like, yeah, we know that. We all know that. But I love how it actually goes a step further, and it actually gives it a rich history like... The werewolves were the servants of vampires, and you know it was it was kind of a good relationship. I mean, it was still a master slave relationship, but it wasn't exactly the cruelest of those types of relationships. And we know they can be pretty cruel. Yes, they very well can. So, um, but basically, the war starts because a werewolf falls in love with a vampire. They are going to have a child. The best kind of love and is forbidden love. Guess what? They put her to death. The werewolf, who was forced to witness his wife and child die, went nuts. You can imagine that. Yeah. And again, 
played by his hammiest ham by Michael Sheen. Yes. Fantastic. (laughs) But uh, such a rich storyline and... You know, the little twists and turns they give with some myth lords, which have their kind of basis in vampiric myth, but there's all sorts of little nice, nice little twists and turns all throughout mm-hmm. the whole series, and it's absolutely phenomenal. It really is. My favorite part of the whole thing is that typically when you would watch a vampire movie or uh, werewolf film or whatever, it was always more period-specific. Um, this one, like, they had bullets that had silver in them or they had uv rounds like ultraviolet bullets like that's amazing yeah you're, you're taking your current technology and you're applying it to like the old world you know right uh, the bullets with the liquid silver nitrate and then the uh, uv rounds that it fired a little miniature uv light but it radiated such a powerful ultraviolet radius or ultraviolet level of light yep. that it was just like sunlight mimic sunlight it's yep. fantastic and just uh, little, little things like that. I yeah. enjoy stuff like that. As a nerd, I enjoy stuff like that. Uh, and I approve. And uh, next, folks. Let's get it out of the way. we got to talk about it. We have to talk about it. You can do it. Choke it back. Twilight. I got this one. It's Twilight. Twilight. Okay. Now, I am going to preface what I'm about to say. I know there are a lot of people in the world that are fans of these films, okay? I am very well aware of that. I know there's a lot of you folks out there that are Team Edward or Team Jacob or Team Bella. Um, And I am nobody to tell you to not enjoy your fandom, okay? Don't let us hide your light under a bushel basket. Plain and simple. Robert Pattinson. If you enjoy it. Go ahead. If you enjoy these films, enjoy them. Please, God, enjoy them. I love Robert Pattinson as an actor. Yes. I do. He's absolutely phenomenal. Kristen uh, Stewart is a wooden stick. She has no acting ability whatsoever. Uh, The rest of the cast of this movie, though, uh, Peter uh, Facinelli? Is it Facelli? Facinelli? I use something like that. Um, uh, Kellen Lutz, uh, Michael Sheen again. It is Hammy's Ham. Um, it's a great cast. Don't get me wrong. It's well cast. Um, Robert Pattinson is a fantastic actor. I'm looking forward to him being the Batman. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be great. Um, I really enjoyed him in um, the Harry Potter films. Yeah, that's good there. I'm going to tell you what my my problem with Twilight is, and after I, I tell you this, I think you'll understand why I have such a disdain for it. Uh, The author of the Twilight movies, uh, series, the books, uh, has freely admitted to everyone that she did zero research on vampire mythology before she wrote these books. Nothing. She didn't go back and look up any history. Nothing. She's like, I want them to do this, and this is what they do. Now, is there anything wrong with that? No. No, not, not as a rule. If you're going to make them something new. Okay? But you're going to call them vampires. Like, there's a rich, deep, wonderful storied history of vampire myths and legends. And you're just going to open that and take a big, wet shit in it, close it back up, and then put it on a bookshelf. And then when someone opens the book, then they're... Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Vampires don't sparkle. (sighs) Okay, folks. Let's... Let's get past the fact that she did no research, or this person did no research. Let's get past that fact. Let's just leave that on the table for a moment, shall we? First of all, 
as my partner alluded to, vampires do not sparkle. They don't wear glitter. Some may, as a rule, if they were to exist in the real world, I'm sure some would wear glitter just like there are women who wear glitter in their makeup just because it's pretty. Absolutely. I get that. All vampires do not sparkle. I'm sorry. I I take great issue with a great many things from this movie. From the whole series, folks, if you're not going to do the research, don't try to rewrite it. Now, the one thing from this film series that I really thought was like, you know what? It's not like... I want to say it's not like canon, you know, but I thought it was cool. And that was the fact that, um, like, they alluded that their skin was so tough that, like, you know, breaking it or cracking it was like cracking, cracking stone. And, like, you would see, like, when they got hit or something, like, cracks would break out in their face and their arms or whatever. And I thought that was cool. You know, because it, like, it gives you an idea of just how tough and resilient they really are. But then you're like okay well vampires play baseball during a thunderstorm so the thunder covers up the sound of their hit like really 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 you know what we're moving on we're moving on we've covered it we did it we're gonna get past this oh I think I'm gonna be sick it's gonna be fine because the next movie we're gonna talk about is the From Dust Till Dawn series. Okay, I'm starting to feel better. I'm yes. starting to feel better. Okay. Yes. okay. Quentin Tarantino is a fucking genius, everyone. Now, he is a certifiable, like, crazy person. But when it comes to making films, he he's a magician. He just, yeah. he is. So if you're not familiar with the From Dust Till Dawn series, um, we're going to touch on the first movie here for just a second. Uh, two brothers. Uh, commit a fantastic robbery and decide they're going to flee to Mexico. They stop at a brothel on the way there where they're supposed to meet the guy that's coming to pick them up the following day. Little are they aware uh, that the brothel that they're in was built on top of a uh, ancient Incan temple uh, that was full of vampires. Who knew? Nobody knew. Like Nobody knew. Um, but this movie is just, it's balls to the wall insane okay uh but the cast is great the acting's good uh there's a guy called sex machine in the film which is fantastic <laughs> yeah he literally has like a minigun uh cod piece it's fantastic <laughs> um but i mean it's it's just it's a really really well made movie it's completely over the top though don't get me wrong oh yeah uh but it's fantastic so if you haven't watched it check it out it's great there's even a television series that was made i think it was for either stars or showtime that was based on that movie that was kind of continuation of that there was a netflix series netflix yes Yes. so uh you can check that out as well i watched it it was actually really really good yeah i haven't seen it yet but i'm gonna check it out Uh, now uh my favorite line my favorite exchange from the whole first movie is right at the end when george clooney's character the one brother looks at cheech Marin. And goes, do you know what kind of shit we went through? Do you know what we just, what was in there? I don't know, cycles. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. (laughs) Greatest line ever. It's a pretty good one. Oh, yeah. God. That it's is, a great film. Check it out. Yeah. We highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> but moving along, now we move on to one of my favorites, the Blade Trilogy. Yes. 
which soon will be reborn mm-hmm. with Mahershala Ali. Absolutely. Which I'm super looking forward to. Uh, but the original trilogy involving one Wesley Snipes. And yes. bless you, sir. Bless you, sir. Thank you yes. for bringing to life such an awesome character. He really was. Uh, and, of course, Chris Christopherson as Whistler. Amazing. Yes. Absolutely amazing. Wonderful. Uh can't say enough nice things about this trilogy. I mean, yeah, it's Blade it, Three was me. Blade but Three it wasn't was bad. Blade Three was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, Blade Two, Blade Two had one aspect of it that just kind of started to throw me a little bit. The vampires that had the uh, predator-looking yeah. mouth, like the uh, the weird strain of vampirism. Yeah. Uh, but for those of you who are not familiar with Blade, I don't know how. But if you're not, uh, Blade himself uh, was not a vampire. He was a half-vampire, referred to as a Dompier. Uh, they called him the Daywalker because he had, uh, according to the movie, all of their strengths and their weaknesses. His mother was infected with the vampire virus while giving birth to him, uh, so he inherited some of it, but he never inherited their um, aversion to sunlight, so he could go out during the day. He did, however, suffer from their thirst, which is where Whistler came in, who developed a serum uh, that would abate the thirst for him so that he could do what he needed to do. Right. But, of course... In any one of these films, when he actually needed to heal and the serum wasn't available and he drank blood, he became the baddest motherfucker on planet Earth. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and if you want to talk about great lines out of any film, the first Blade movie, um, he's facing off against the big bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting ready to show down to him. Um, he's just about delivered the fatal blow. And he looks at the guy... And says, and I'm quoting here, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Absolutely. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. But, man, it was just the way he said it. And then, boom, end of the fight. And I'm like, that was cool. <laughs> that was really yeah. cool. Uh, like, you've, you've heard some people say some smooth shit at the end of a fight. But that's just some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. Just like trying to get nowhere. Like, working really hard for no, like, result? What are you talking about? Oh, you just killed the guy. Okay, we're done here? Okay. I'm still trying to figure out what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a fantastic movie series. Uh, if you missed three, you didn't miss much. But uh, they, they tried to, They tried to bring it back after two with the you know, predator-looking vampires. And, you know, they tried to bring it back by bringing in uh, Dracula, the original. Yeah. Uh, which I like the idea. It wasn't done the way it could have been or should have been. No, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, it's I mean, okay. it was. It wasn't as horrible as they almost made it. Yeah, let's and go with that. I, I did enjoy the. Um, I don't know if it was a uh, number two was where he ran into the Russian guy, right? And that, had the recurring theme where he kept popping up at different places during the. Uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. And at the very end of the movie, he's like, oh, yeah, I think I forgot about you, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So next, uh, we have a slightly obscure but soon to be more well-known when his movie comes out later this year or next, and that is Morbius, the living vampire. Yes. I'm now, very excited for this movie. Now, uh, Jared Leto. Yes. is playing the main role of Morbius. Yes. Now, that being said, those of you who have heard me talk about the Jokers have, have heard me shit on Jared Leto's Joker. Let me make this very, very clear. I have been very clear, and I believe me and Jerry share this very same opinion. 
Jared Leto did the best job he could with what he was given, and he was given absolute chicken shit. Yes. The scripting, the makeup, all of that was terrible. Yeah, but he was in command of any scene he was in in that film. Yeah. He was yeah. like, he he owned it. Yeah. Uh, just some of the things he did to bring that character and do the best he could with it. He made it actually not as bad as it could have been. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jared Leto is an amazing talent. Yes. That, so, make no make no mistake about so that. So, very soon you will see him on the screen as Michael Morbius. Now, yes. uh, Michael Morbius has a rare blood condition. Uh, it is fatal. He is mm-hmm. also a very talented scientist. And so, he decides to derive a way in order to stop his disease from consuming him. Uh, and in the process, turns himself into a vampiric creature, mm-hmm. uh, more akin to a leech. Uh, but because he does use uh, bat DNA in his um, in his cure, he takes on more bat-like appearances. Like his nose kind of crinkles up like a bat. He gets the pointed ears, the beady eyes, uh, the fangs, of course. And so he becomes Morbius, the living vampire. Yep. Uh, which is a fantastic comic book series, has actually teamed up with Blade on more than one occasion mm-hmm. for some crossover fun. So and, of course, they've also out. been enemies before, too. They most certainly have. Uh, for those of you who remember the Spider-Man cartoon from the 90s, Michael Morbius was in that, uh, and I believe there were a couple episodes where Blade teamed up with Spider-Man in order to try to stop Morbius in a couple of those episodes as well. Yep. So it's going to be fun stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. And next, now, folks... Bear with us here. Yeah. You're going to need to bear with us. Just yes. hold on. <clears throat> I am legend. Yes. Uh, Hang on. Uh, uh, Hang uh, on. Hang on. And you, um, th- uh, well, actually, um, uh, you shut up. Give us a minute. Yes, they were supposed to be vampires. Yes. So there the are- original source material that the film that I am legend was based on uh, is a, it's a, it's a story. And in that story, the disease that they had was more akin to vampirism than it is towards the kind of zombie-ish vibe uh, that the film portrayed them as. Right. Uh, So that was a a choice of artistic direction. Uh, But if you go back, and I believe the original was called The Omega Man, if Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. Uh, That film was based on the original story, I Am Legend. And in that story, they were supposed to be more akin to vampires than anything else. Right. So uh, if you have uh, seen that film, uh, you know, it's not bad. Uh, The ending was pretty garbage. But there's an alternate ending that makes the movie work much, much better. Uh, So if you own the DVD or if you have YouTube, you could probably go find the alternate ending. I recommend you check it out. Right. Uh, Fantastic acting by Will Smith in that movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, because you got to for the majority of that film, it's him and a dog. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's got to deliver his dialogue. He's got to, you know, act his lines. He's got to behave, like, and all these things. And then the whole time, like, he's, you know, reliving his memories in his head. And that's, you know, playing out to his real life. And so, um, you know, it's just, it's super well acted. It's a yeah. fantastic movie. And, and I, I really love the delivery because they don't come out and say what 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 happened. They don't yeah. come out and tell you, okay, this is what happened. This led to this, led to this, led to this. Uh, there's a, scene, a couple of scenes where he's running and he's watching videotapes of news footage, of like news programs. Yeah. Uh, there's one he, in particular at the beginning he's listening to where it talks about a cure for cancer. Uh-huh. 
and then you know a couple of flashbacks later you know he's trying to get his family on the helicopter and you know they're scanning them scanning them scanning everyone's eyes you know Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you see somebody get scanned, and they're like, "You can't go!" And all of a sudden, they fall out, and they're, you know. Um, but you kind of get the hint that you know there was a disease. They, they came up with a cure for cancer. The cure for cancer created this disease. Yep. I kind of like the idea of that, and the storyline went really well. And they told a great story without having to tell a great story. Yeah. And I mean, the best part about it is, is like as you come to understand this information, you realize it was him. Yeah, he was the one that did it. He was, and he's the one that's left alive to to bear witness to what he did. Well, it doesn't come right out and say and he, say he's the one. He, he's the only one who developed, but he yeah. was at the very least the head of the team or a part of the scientific team that came up with this cure. Yeah, and so like, can you imagine going through the rest of your life knowing that you almost, you've ever known you almost dead. wiped out humanity? Yeah, we're not almost like if for as far as he knows. He's the only one left. Yeah. I mean, until he obviously meets the other people later on in the film. Right. Um, oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Oops. the movie. My bad. Uh, but, yeah, it's fantastically acted. It's a fantastic movie. It really is. Yeah. And so after that, we're going to go to a personal favorite of mine. And I know it's a personal favorite of James. And that is a little role-playing game known as Vampire the Masquerade. Oh, yes. Now, some of you may be more familiar with the PC version of this game. Which is good. Which is it's fine. very good. But that game is actually based off of the game we're talking about, the yes. tabletop version. The White Wolf property. Yes. yes. So, in this game, you are a vampire. And you, quite, you, know, you behave like a vampire. You're part of a clan of vampires. In this world, vampires uh, inherit specific abilities based on their bloodline. Uh, they refer to those as you know clans or bloodlines, however you want to call it, and uh, that gives you certain abilities. And this is set in what they refer to as the world of darkness. Now, what I love about one of the things I love about this game is they actually pulled on an old black and white movie, the first vampire movie. Look that shit up, folks. The very first vampire movie was not Dracula. No, no, no. it was actually a little black and white silent movie called Nosferatu. Yes. And the creature in the Nosferatu is bald, has the weird-looking ears, has the really fucked-up-looking face. Yes. Yeah, the really super long fangs that are really gnarly and nasty-looking, like it's going to not just not drink your blood. It looks like it's going to gnaw you. Yeah. yeah. The elongated fingers yeah. and the shape and body. Yeah. Uh, and they actually took that and made a clan in Vampire based off of that silent film. I absolutely yeah. love that idea. Yeah. And then, of course, there are other clans, like um, there are the... Uh, La Sombra, uh, which pull more from the Dracula myth. Uh, they don't cast reflections. Um, there are other ones who have anger issues, uh, other ones who are leaning themselves more towards the shape-shifting aspect. They really took did a really good job of pulling different pieces of the vampire myth and giving each one of these clans um, a piece of it so that you could see why where... Uh, if these vampires were indeed real uh, and you were to run into one, well, you know, this one has the ability to control your mind, but this one has super strength and resilience. So, uh, you know, you would begin to piece that together as, well, this is all vampires have this. And that's where they kind of get the idea that the myth would have come from. Right. And and they and again, uh, like Jerry says, they kind of pepper a little bit of Dracula's myth throughout every clan. Like, uh there's some movies where, you know, the vampires look at somebody and they just instantly, you know, grab their head. Ah! 
die and they fall over dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually deals a little bit with uh, what in the game mechanics of Vampire the Masquerade is called blood magic or thaumaturgy. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the vampire's super speed is attributed to many of the different clans. One of the main ones is the Bruja. Yes. The, the ones that have the anger issues. And their, um, you know, their resilience, their strength, um, their ability to, you know, like, charm and illusion people. They, they threw that into the game, too. Uh, that's Toreador. Yeah. Uh, uh, their ability to, like, you know, move silently through areas. They attributed that to the Asimite. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff they put in this game, and it's really, really, really well done. And for those of you that love the turning into mist or turning into a bat or a wolf, you can attribute that to the gangrel yes, in this game. Protean. Protean. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, but if you have not checked out Vampire the Masquerade, you, you can grab a copy online on eBay. You can find one somewhere. We promise you you'll enjoy it. It's a fantastic, fantastic Ab- game. Absolutely. You'll love it. And speaking of fantastic games, James. Magic the Gathering. Yeah, we talked about that <laughs> recently, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, we're, so, not gonna, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this one. No, but there is actually an entire set of cards uh, that they're actually getting ready to do a re-release on later this year, maybe do a reprint of some of those, uh, which are based around the vampire werewolf myth. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, one of my personal favorite cards from back in the day, Singear Vampire. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but they have like, uh, there's a, a game format now called Commander. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, vampire tribal decks, decks built with just vampires. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find Baron Singer himself in the game, Irini Singer. There's all kinds of vampire cards in this game. Um, and so it's nice to see. I always enjoy it when uh, one section of nerd like dabbles in another section of nerd. I always enjoy that a lot. You got your vampire myth and my magic cards. You got your magic cards and my vampire myth. I'm Officer Rhesus. What is going on here? <laughs> bang, bang. No one will ever know. Officer Rhesus, what's going on on the scene? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I love that. It's fantastic. Oh, that's good shit. Uh, but Jerry. Yeah. The best is for last, and it's for you, my good friend. It really please, is. Uh, there's an entire generation of people. Uh, who were brought into the vampire myth through one method, or one medium, rather. And that, my friends, is Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Absolutely. The original movie, which starred... uh, Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. And uh, a weirdly hoboish Luke Perry. Yep. Yeah. And Pee Wee Herman. Paul Rubens is in there. Rutger Howard. Yeah. So there's a pretty good... Oh, and uh, don't forget about... um, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland, yes. Yes. Thank you. But that was the movie. And then, a couple of years after the movie, thank God for Joss Whedon. Yes. Who took a movie and said, I can make a series out of that. And damned if he didn't. Now, having said that, okay, we understand that recently Joss Whedon has come into a bit of trouble. We're not here to talk about that. We're talking about his material. Yeah, let me let me let me back up a minute. When I say thank God for Joss Whedon, I don't mean thank God for Joss Whedon and everything he's doing right now. I am thankful for Joss Whedon because he gave us the series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, I don't think anyone's going to argue with me on that point. No, Jerry, take it away. Okay, so if you haven't seen Buffy, I don't know what you're doing with your life because it is a tour de force television series. Um, the titular character, Buffy Summers, is a just regular, run-of-the-mill high school teenager. And it just so happens that many, many years ago, uh, there was a prophecy that once in a generation, 
one girl will be born with the power to defeat the darkness, and she is referred to as the Slayer. Hmm? Now, in the film, she was just the Vampire Slayer because she fought vampires. That was what she did. Obviously, uh, you can't have a television show where you just fight vampires. Uh, so even though the show was called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she was just referred to as the Slayer. Now, she was given preternatural uh, reflexes, strength, speed, uh, you know, regeneration, that kind of thing. Uh, just innately adept at combat. And that was kind of her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, her, I guess, would be her caretaker, maybe? Uh, the Watcher, mm-hmm. Giles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Stewart here, by the way. Fantastic. Absolutely. God damn, I love that man. He is so great. Uh, but she ends up throughout the course of the series, like roping her friends in uh, to assist her uh, with her shenanigans, which she they were affectionately referred to as the Scooby Gang. Yeah. Uh, why would they not be? Because that's <laughs> that's basically what they are. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, which I thought was kind of funny because later on, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar actually went on to play Daphne, who was actually part of the Scooby Gang. <laughs> so I thought it was kind of like a little nod, nice homage that she ended up being in the film. <laughs> that was great. Uh, but I, I, I can't say enough good things about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, and by the way, if you uh, like the show Bones and you like David Boreanaz, yes. You could thank you could thank Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Absolutely, um, you know he was. I think he was a probably like a a bit character for the first season, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then they're like everybody loved him, and so they brought him back. And then hell, he even got his own series, yeah, Angel, which is another fantastic television series. Absolutely, um, like you know, say what you want about Joss Whedon, and you can, and we have uh, on the show multiple occasions. But the man makes damn good television. He really, really does. Um, and so if you, like I said, if you haven't watched Buffy, go watch Buffy. I don't care what you're doing right now. Pause this show. Go watch the entirety of Buffy and then come back and finish listening. Absolutely. It's folks, that damn good. When we talk about Joss Whedon and giving him credit where credit's due, I will give Adolf Hitler credit for being a intelligent enough person to figure out how to do the things he did during World War II. Military strategy, military production in secret. Give him credit for mm-hmm. doing that. Now, killing Jews, yeah, he, he, he kind of got yeah, what he just said. Absolutely. Is completely yeah. out of the question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, world domination, yeah. And I get it. I get it. And I'm not I'm not saying Adolf Hitler is an amazing human being. No. But I give credit where credit's due. Joss Whedon, yeah. same thing. Give credit where credit's due. He. You know, he has done some terrible things, you know, in his life. We'll freely admit that. Uh, but we're looking at specifically his, like, his, his ability to create. Right. And he's good at that. Yeah. You've seen the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. He's had a hand in a lot of those. We yeah. all enjoy those. So, uh, in this particular instance, we are going to separate the man from his material. Right. And that's what we've done here. Yeah. So, um,. If you're mad at us right now, just give it a minute, take a deep breath, and then come on back. Because I promise you that it's just a passing thing. We're not here saying Joss Whedon's the greatest man ever. Okay? Not saying no, that. we're not here to sing his praises not at all. as a human being. Yeah. Now, he has done work, some awful shit to women. We he, will freely it, admit that. Yeah. But we're talking about his work right now. And his, his work. work is fantastic. Yes, it is. Yeah. Now, uh, on a, as a final note, as a final note, uh, there are portions of the population that believe vampires are real. 
There are. Okay. There are portions of the population who believe they are vampires. That is true. And there are... Not to discourage... Again, do not let us hide your light under a bushel basket. No. Uh, we're not here to shit on your belief. Absolutely not. You do you, boo-boo. Um, but there are psychiatrists and psychologists who have done research into this phenomenon. Yes. And there are several uh, mental um, psychoses, I believe would be the correct term. Or conditions. Or conditions. Um, that are attributed to the belief that one is a vampire. Uh-huh. Now, of course, psychology, psychiatry, I, in all fairness, most of it is theory. Yes. In all fairness. Uh, now, are there such a thing as vampires? I, I tend to fall on the same area as I do with uh, aliens on this, Jerry. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I want to see proof. Yeah. I'm... Um I mean, the thing is, uh, if we're going to say that a vampire is somebody who died and came back from the dead and now has an eternal thirst for blood. And supernatural powers. Yeah. So if we're going to say that, okay, if that's what we're defining it as, okay, then I'm going to need proof that you can fly or shapeshift or, uh, you know, control my mind or lift a car or get shot and not die. Like... I'm I am I'm a nerd obviously but at, at my heart I'm a scientist. I need proof. Um but now that's not saying that if you believe you're a vampire that's your thing. Go ahead, do it. As long as you're not harming anyone, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Now, the the minute you go to actually commit a violent crime against someone and biting someone's neck, I'm sorry folks. That's a felony. Yeah, unless you get consent first. <laughs> unless you get consent first, then my safe it's word is pineapple. Then it's your kink is your kink, my kink is my kink, and your kink is okay. Yeah, and that's completely fine. And that's completely fine. Now, uh, as we alluded to before, there is a medical condition that revert that uh, resorts in a sexual desire to consume blood. Right, and I am sure that there are many people on planet Earth uh, that do that sort of thing. You know, a little cut here, suck a little blood while you're doing your thing. Not here to king shame, okay? No, not thing. at all. Okay. Not at all. Does that make you a vampire, though? And I'm going to have to say no, because you're obviously not dead. You're still alive. But and again, okay, here's the most important thing, all right? Uh, if you are one of the people that believe you are a vampire, then, you know, my hat's off to you. As long as you don't hurt anybody, do what you got to do. Right. Uh, if you are one of those people who believe vampires are real, don't let us shit on your parade, okay? That's your thing. I, I just need proof. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Same here. Do I believe it's a possibility? Sure. Anything's yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, a monkey could fly to my ass right now. It's a possibility, but probably not going to happen. Uh, let's hope it doesn't happen for Jerry's asshole's sake. Yeah. And my <laughs> pants. I like these pants. <laughs> I think oh. we have our clip for this week. Oh, there he went. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, there comes another one. Oh, and he's an evil monkey. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, that's our clip for this week. (coughs) Yeah, there we go. (laughs) That's fantastic. Oh, well, folks, that's it. (laughs) Oh, my. 
And why not one more before we go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that's going to do it. That is going to do uh, it. It's probably not what you expected our vampire episode to be, but probably we not. hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure you did, because we enjoyed it. <laughs> if we enjoy it, we know you guys enjoy it. All right. Well, folks, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, tune in next week for another episode. We don't know what we're doing yet, but yes, we're going to bring you Yes, but don't forget that uh, next week we're going to be doing the live drawing for the Nerdness winner. We're also going to be record- recording an episode next week, too, folks. So, yes. again, July 3rd, midnight, That's 12 a.m. July 4th. Both, the same, both mean the same thing. They do. Okay. Get your emails into us by that time, and that is Eastern Standard Time, U.S. East Coast Time. Yes. If you don't know what time that is your time, put it into your Google machine to tell you. Yep. So, folks, uh, from the bottom of our hearts, one more time, thank you very much for an amazing journey. Thank you for finally getting this Nerd Nest uh, contest over with. Yeah. Took a while. Almost over with. Yeah, took a lot longer than we thought it would, but we got there. That's all that matters. All that matters. And tune in next week. And until then, folks, this has been Nerd to Be Knowledge. I'm James. I am Jerry. And, and we, we are, are first pick for podcast and last picked in dodgeball. dodgeball. We'll catch you next time. See you then.